0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Inside Lyme Podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Cameron. In tonight's episode, Dr. Cameron will be discussing part three in his Lyme disease and COVID-19 survey findings. Uh, Dr. Cameron will focus on the case of a 28-year-old woman with a history of Lyme disease um, who took the COVID-19 vaccine. Good evening, Dr. Cameron. Thank you for taking the time to discuss this case with us. And
1: thank you, Darlene, for leading the discussion.
0: Can you tell us a, a little bit about the, the case?
1: Well, this whole case um, is part of a, a survey, a COVID and Lyme survey, where it's IRB approved. It's uh, over a thousand people have finished it. Um, you know, We're kind enough to share what they had experienced. So I'm able to discuss uh, this case. Uh, and uh, so I wanted to tell you uh, also, anybody who's interested in filling out the survey, uh, this is a way to share your experience with COVID or share your experience with the, the vaccine. So this case, she was 28 years old, a Latino woman with a tick bite and a rash. And she got that while she's on vacation. But as you know, um, some people are quite sick. So she described not being able to finish her college degree was unemployed at the time of the survey. And she had a positive IgG Western blot. was treated for Lyme and Bartonella. But she had been sick since she was 16 years old, and now she's 28. So over time, she was treated with various oral medicines, not under my care, but someone else's. Um, Zithromax, vancomycin, leviquin, and IV-Ceptriaxone, and a bunch of uh, alternative medicines including growth islands as uh, steam rooms, magnesium. So even though she had been six since she was 16, now at the age of 28 she still had so many symptoms that you know anybody with Lyme disease uh, is familiar with. So that's why you know it's, it's the typical fatigue, you know, the concentration, the neuropsych issues, uh, a lot of mood issues that a lot of patients have like irritability and depression. The sensory system was was up, so she was sensitive to light, noise, and odor. And with that particular thing, here she is in a pandemic, age of 28, sick that many years. And so she goes on and fills out this uh, COVID and Lyme survey and shares her experience with the uh, Pfizer vaccine.
0: So she, just, so she decided, uh, despite having her, her ongoing symptoms, she decided to go ahead and have the Pfizer vaccine in um, May of 2021. And can you tell us what her response to that vaccine was?
1: Well, it's always difficult to know of when, um, how one's gonna feel when one takes the vaccine. Uh, sure enough, she got symptoms and uh, I'll be discussing the findings from the study. At another podcast, uh, what what the um, happened in that uh, survey is that just like any um, survey, is that there's an awful lot of people who get headaches, uh, soreness in her arm, and some fatigue for a day, two days, three days, and that happened in for her. But it's also it's really common for people who don't have any history of of Lyme disease, and in her case. Um, there's a symptom burden score that I was working with from uh, Fowle and Alcott's work. And so it's pretty hard to, um, on that score, um, you never get a 120, you never get zero very often, but her score is 43 out of 120. But that score is really still higher than uh, people who had traumatic brain injury. Uh, lower than people with depression and post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome, uh, and, but it's still a substantial burden of symptoms. So even though she um, had the vaccine, uh, she didn't feel that her Lyme disease got worse as a result of the vaccine. She encouraged others to take the vaccine. But when I asked her you know, what her worst symptoms are, uh, they were not really uh, different than she had uh, before uh, getting uh, um, the COVID vaccine. Again, uh, she also had all of those symptoms I talked about, but she also had uh, felt worse after physical activity. Her bladder was uncomfortable, which which often happens as part of like an autonomic nervous system problem. The autonomic, autonomic things take care of automatic things like you know, blood pressure, and they also take care of the stomach and the bladder. And so she apparently had some autonomic nervous issues uh, by her report uh, and cognitive neuropsych issues. And so here she is, uh, in summary, a you know, 28-year-old who was able to describe her experience with the vaccines mm-hmm. despite having been sick that many years.
0: So was actually quite sick, sick from Lyme disease and had relatively few symptoms as a result of the vaccine.
1: Well, it didn't seem to like it to changed her symptoms. Um, she elaborated a little more on the symptoms. And so it, uh, it's uh, helpful to like look past this case. And uh, on the next podcast, I'm gonna be discussing um, the, the entire study uh, and uh, in, on this particular blog post, the study actually had 1,168 individuals who, who had reported uh, having Lyme disease. And uh, 616, so over half actually had taken the vaccine at the time of the survey. So even though over half took the vaccine, there there uh, is likely others who took the vaccine later so um what i'm going to be discussing at the next uh, podcast is that that we only, one would think that the overall score on this burden of symptoms on the burden of uh, all these neuropsych issues you would think it might be worse with the vaccine uh, it was not worse instead this Scores were better after the vaccine, and uh, of course, it's always hard to tell. Um, you know, were the healthiest people taking the vaccine? Um, but it's certainly a, a nice um, observation that at least the average score for the average person isn't uh, isn't worse. And on the next podcast, I'm going to get into some specifics because there are some individuals who do have negative reactions that last more than 3 days and and those reactions are worth exploring.
0: So I imagine your uh, your takeaway to the audience on this is if if you do have Lyme disease and even if those symptoms are are fairly significant the vaccine isn't not is not necessarily going to make uh, make your symptoms worse.
1: Yeah the the average um, it certainly doesn't get any worse. But there are still individuals, some individuals, who do have a, a reaction that's uh, significant. And uh, and it's worth exploring those and trying to understand uh, what happens. Uh, and uh, therefore, um, it's, uh, you know, one has to include this kind of information in uh, making a treatment decision, or, or at least taking a, a vaccine decision, because there's always concerned with the risk of the vaccine but we never seem to have the data so this will help uh, and should help in my practice uh, whenever i discuss uh, the covid vaccine with them
0: yeah now, now i imagine you've also had patients asking about boosters have you have you had to address that that concern as well
1: yes um this uh paper doesn't really discuss it uh, but there are um, probably equal number of side effects um, between the first and the second. Uh, but the booster, I really haven't got a chance to uh, um, run the numbers. You know, it's a, it's a work in progress because this whole survey started in July. And so over time, I'll be able to follow people and get a better sense of if the, if the booster is a, is a problem, it's also important uh, because you're starting to get people who have the vaccine and they get COVID or they have every combination you can think of. And uh, so it's a growing number of uh, questions that are being raised. And, and uh, I always encourage people to keep filling out this survey because uh, um, anybody that's coming on now is able to kind of add a little more information about the boosters as well as just the vaccination uh, uh, problem in general. So I'm looking forward to that data.
0: Well, we should let everybody know that if they'd like to fill out the survey or if they'd like to read a little bit more about some of the findings uh, from the survey, they can do that at danielcameronmd.com. Thank you again, Dr. Cameron, for discussing this case. And we look forward to uh, the next podcast, which will discuss uh, further findings.
1: Thank you, Darlene.